Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Johnny Ken Show, John Cobelton, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I feel like we're in the club there. That music is a whew. No? Don't you want to start moving back and forth? And No, I, I'm Polish. We don't do that. No, I can't recall if I've ever seen you dance, now that I <laughs> think about it. Anywhere, any kind of... Well, remember, we hosted those club nights, but you didn't. Right. Right, okay, where else could it be? Do we ever go to a wedding or something together? Well, my wedding. Think. Yeah, but you were, I don't I don't remember if you, obviously you must have danced because that's what you do, right? Did just, you? just the slow ones. We should go like, line dancing together. At the beginning, <laughs> right. Now, some things shouldn't be seen. Yeah. Some things shouldn't be experienced. John has no rhythm. No. Mm. No. Line dancing is kind of easy, though. I think you 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 would catch on. I could I could screw it up. Well, isn't Line that dancing, that country isn't dancing? That the country yeah. thing? Yeah. Exactly. I don't, like, I don't like that either. It looks goofy. It's fun. You might as well do what's that Irish one where they're on stage with the uh, with the dancing? Uh, remember, it was popular for a river while, dancing. But, yeah, the river dancing. Well, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> How about disco dancing? I, you could you could put your arm up and down. You know, that's kind of easy. I, yeah, the arm uh, can go up I and down, right. but I I'm can't. John Travolta. I can't move anything below the arm. I opened a Deborah Mark box. I'm really yeah, come on, Ken. Oh, let's I do the know. hustle. I never know. I never know what I'm going to step into, but I should have known. I didn't know she was a dancing person. I, 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 I I'm not all, good with all that energy. How, how could she not be? Were you a ballerina? No, I, I, I don't have a lot of rhythm either. I can't even do a somersault. Oh, 
Oh, so you weren't a cheerleader? Easy. No, I was not a cheerleader. No cartwheels? Never, never, no, no, can't even do a cartwheel, no. Oh, man. Nope. The one thing I kind of wish I could do whenever I see an athlete do it is a backflip. This looks oh, so cool yeah. to do a backflip. Hey, go ahead, try that. It looks, it looks gravitationally impossible <laughs> to be able to, to, to actually flip backwards and land on your feet. No, no thanks. Remember Ozzy Smith, John, right? I... <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah, what it would sound. That, that would ha the, that's the, what the happened famous, to Ozzy there. The, the, the All-Star and the uh, Hall of Fame yeah, shortstop. When do you decide not to do those anymore? Do you have to land uh, on, on your head and then you say, okay, that's the last one? You probably get a pretty good idea sometimes if you're in your 40s or 50s that it ain't happening Right, but there's got to be one that says, all right, I'm not doing that again. Like you miss once. Or... Well, we, we got some really uh, cool news that kind of broke over the weekend, and it's been building this way from other reports uh, Politico was uh, probably best on the scene when it came to the end of uh, the political career for now of Eric Garcetti, his chances to be ambassador to India dwindling. But hopping on the pile this weekend was the media outlet Axios and the term Team Schumer. <laughs> Team Schumer. I love these political websites. This is uh, the They're New like York sports websites. I know. Team Schumer. Right. Uh, well, Team Schumer is privately, privately acknowledging... To Senate Democrats that Garcetti doesn't have 50 votes and he may never get 50 votes. We're now up to five Democratic senators who are saying probably, well, I'm not voting for him right now. Right. Uh, you know something? He's dead and everybody knows it. And they're trying to politely tell him to pack up and go home. That's right. And Why concede, resign, withdraw. withdraw. Right. That's right. Uh, give it up. Hit the road. I think so. These stories are being put out, particularly since this was, you know, where they got this information? It was an LD call. What the, what's an LD call? A legislative director call. This is inside geek stuff, but well, supposedly the, during the call, uh, the LDs were talking about the nomination. It came up. Somebody asked, and well, the response was, it's not looking good. Well, the way the Senate works, the, the majority leader, and that is Chuck Schumer, he, he, he sets the agenda. So all the other senators need to know what are we voting on? That's right. Yeah. How how because have if we don't, we could be outcasts. How have things progressed on various bills and issues? Right. So uh, Schumer's legislative director tells all the other senators' legislative directors, "Here's what's happening this week." Right. And on the list was Garcetti, and next to Garcetti, it said, "Not happening." Question mark. Well, maybe even worse. You're right. And no, not happening. The, the way they the way they communicate. We talked about this last week. The way they communicate in Washington, uh, they do it through leaks uh, to uh, reporters, and there are certain phrases that are used to send the message. And anybody on the receiving end of the message who has spent their career in politics knows what it means. Nobody ever does anything embarrassing by saying he doesn't have a chance in hell, and nobody does anything face to face and no. tells the honest truth to somebody. No. It's like, just send it to the back channels. If it Don't has to message. get to that point, you're really dense. I mean, if somebody's actually got to call up Garcetti and said, Eric, will you will you withdraw already? Would you would you quit the chase? I think they might have to. They I mean, might he have went to, to D.C. Supposedly he's sending some sort of representatives to walk the hallways. Well, sure. That, and that's a sign of desperation. No. Uh, wait, wait, <laughs> when you when you passed out of the committee unanimously, and you're sending your representatives to go and lobby, what does that tell you? A lot of people have changed their minds, uh, that they've seen uh, these, uh, these affidavits, these uh, legal briefings, and uh, they know he lied, 
and he fooled everybody because he's a pathological liar, and that's what he's done all his life. That's how he got to be mayor. He fools yeah. a lot of people. He's really good at lying. He, he is, like, really in the Hall of Fame for lying, as from, from what I've seen in life. And I'm expecting any day now that some of these longtime aides are going to start jumping ship because there's no future with this political boat called Garcetti. I mean, you really got to hand it to this woman, the former communications director, Naomi Seligman. She's the one that really got the ball rolling with the harpooning the nomination because she made a big deal out of this. She hired this whistleblower organization to take the complaint to Washington, to the Senate. I remember you and I were saying on the air a couple of months ago, uh, I think we actually had, we gave out the Senate phone number or something. (laughs) We wanted people just to complain about Garcetti. Um, but um, she really made this happen. And now they apparently uh, another Garcetti staffer sent a letter questioning Seligman's account. And of course, she's the one That's... that said it's pretty clear from many of us that Garcetti either witnessed but was certainly aware of the uh, sex harassment by this Rick Jacobs. That was another uh, emergency uh, situation, sending out this other aide to say that, oh, I've never seen any of this. That's right. You, yes. you, you can actually decode the back and forth going on here. Garcetti's not accepting this. He's resisting. He's floundering around. Everybody in the set is saying, it's over, buddy. Well, he has no plan and, B. No, he doesn't. because he doesn't, he doesn't have a plan B. He's going to be like Tony Villar, who, mm-hmm. what, was trying to raise money as he left office? And well, actually, looking to scrounge around and get a place to live. He didn't have a house or anything. He didn't have a place to live. Remember that? Ambassador to India was probably plan D. I mean, his plan A was <laughs> well, president. See. Well, I meant he, the current plan he, B. He yes. would have taken vice president. Then he would have taken uh, secretary of transportation or any other cabinet position. <laughs> and then it became ambassador to India, and now he doesn't even have that. No. But here's the thing. This is why, because a lot of times somebody files a complaint and it's overlooked, right? But here's what Naomi Seligman had going for her. She put her name out there. This wasn't anonymous. She put it in writing, 30 pages of writing. She hired a legal organization who sent it out to every possible uh, interested party. You know, district attorneys, the attorney general, everybody uh, in the Senate, everybody in official Washington and Sacramento and L.A. got a copy of this complaint. So everybody on the inside knows about this, read it to some extent. She's a woman. She's also a victim of Rick Jacobs. You see how it stacks up in terms of credibility? It's yeah. not some anonymous source and everybody goes, well, who, who is it? No, no. It, it's an actual person. Ed, Ed. She was way high up in the Garcetti circle. She was uh, uh, some kind of communications director. That's what was her position. Yeah. She was the uh, so, former communications director. Okay. For communications Garcetti. director, that's well, inner some circle. Some people said, well, she was only here a couple of years. They uh, don't know about her stories. Uh, only? I mean, a couple of years is a long time. It can be in politics. Yeah. But I think he's had some hangers on for many years. I yeah. Mean, he's but, been in politics over 20 years. But when, in you, LA when you. Communications director means you're in charge of all the messaging that goes to the outside world. So you're in on every meeting because you've got to get all the messages just right. Because you got to be able to withstand questioning, withstand criticism, blah, blah, blah. So she's in there every single meeting talking not only with Garcetti, but people like Rick Jacobs and all the other uh, idiots that surround him. So she, uh, she carries a, a tremendous amount of credibility, and there's nobody in the Senate, especially all these Democrats who've been banging the uh, the Me Too drum for five years. They can't ignore her. How could you ignore a woman who's a victim who is in the inner circle, and she's got a 30-page story? That's impossible. So the other geeky term in the Axios story is apparently 
Chuck Schumer's office will not formally whip the vote, which means ask senators how they plan to vote. They're not even planning to do that. It's, so just, it's kind of a message, too, to the Biden White House that maybe you ought to start looking around for somebody else. It is. I mean, that, that, you know, that's the real audience here because uh, uh, it's going to be somebody from Biden's staff, I think, that has to make the call to Garcetti. Because after all, India is the world's largest democracy, in case you didn't know. Oh, and they're they got uh, much more people than us. They're futzing around on the sanctions here. They're not they didn't join That's right. the yeah, they, they're winking at they're winking at Bet Putin. They did not join the good guys against Biden. They, they did not. They're no. they're trying to remain neutral. Yeah, well, <laughs> that that big the, the Indians sent uh, a big F U to the Ukrainians on this one. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobelt, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, we'll get coverage from Sacramento after 3 o'clock on that mass shooting that occurred early this Sunday morning. Six people dead, 12 injured, and they have arrested at least one person so far. And, of course, the response is predictable. We need more gun control. California has pretty much the most restrictive gun control laws in the entire country so of any of the states. No, but... uh, throw the bad guys in prison and keep them there. How about exactly. that? Exactly. I, I, will, I, will, uh, I will bet a dollar, maybe $2, uh, that when they uh, run a, a rap sheet check on the uh, shooters, we're going to find out they spent uh, time in jail before. I'm just going to go out on a limb there. This wasn't their first uh, shooting. Now, reports they're looking for multiple gunmen, but there's so yeah. far one arrest. We'll see what else we can it, find. I mean, it sounds like a gang, doesn't it? It does. It sounds like a, it's 2 a.m., so yeah, it's one yeah, of those yeah, disputes. Two, that uh, 2 a.m. Somebody on, whipped out their gun. On a street with bars and clubs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you, know, you know John Coupal, right? Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association? He posted, yes. some, he posted something today that the shooting took place, took place one block from his office. Yeah. One block down, one block over. Well, he's probably not in his office at 2 a.m. very often, so. No. That's the thing No, but that. it, that's a very political area there. There's a lot of. Uh, oh, I heard it was not far from the Capitol. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not far from the Capitol, not far from all the lobbyist buildings and government buildings. Right. And you go uh, right from one hell to the next. Coming up after 2.30, you can tell that the El Segundo Times is taking the candidacy of Rick Caruso very seriously. A barrage of articles over the weekend including one with the headline. I refuse to read it. I don't even know who it was. Maybe it was Steve Lopez. It was, it's not like running the Grove. It's not like running the Grove to be mayor. I know. I, that's, that's Steve. I refuse to read it. I, 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 don't, I don't need well, that kind of propaganda. I read it for you. Was it Steve Lopez? It was Steve Lopez. Yeah, yeah. of course it was. That's his kind of t- headline. I, I know. It's case I know he doesn't write the headlines, but it sounded like him. Yeah, but no, that, that was the column. That was the, he, he's because he's, he writes like an eight-year-old. And it's they're very all childish. For, uh, they love long-time hacks. They really believe in government and politics. You know, they like guys like Garcetti that have been on we, city councils and they've come up. The thing is, uh, Garcetti is a total failure. And so is the city council. Absolute total failure. You can't do any worse. You can't do any worse. What's the point? So what? I'll if take the guy running the hot dog stand. <laughs> yeah, that, that's let what alone I, the Grove analogy. What? What? Would you want anybody in uh, L.A. now who has? L.A. political experience? Would you want anybody? No, because no, they're all taking us down the drain. Yeah. Maybe Sheriff V. Maybe. Sheriff V, yeah. That's about Maybe. it. I don't know. <laughs> He's a bit of a wild card. Kind of like having Trump <laughs> as a mayor. Yeah, I know. Well, it'd be, be effective, though. Yeah. 
Uh, other big story over the weekend, although we didn't spend a lot of time on this, we did tell you to, uh, well, it's a California law requiring diversity on corporate boards of directors. We have a judge from L.A. County Superior Court named Terry Green who said the law violates the state constitution. I mean, on its face, you can't do this. It requires publicly traded companies based in California to have board members from underrepresented communities, including people of several races and ethnic groups and people who identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender. Newsom signed the bill back in 2020, declared it a big victory for racial justice and empowerment. If you're on a a board of a corporation, what would it matter who you sleep with, who you have sex with at night? Why would that have any bearing on what you bring to the board? Because identity politics, at least according to this crowd that's behind this law, thinks that's a different perspective in life. What, because you have sex with a man instead of a woman or a woman instead of a man? Uh, I, I, I totally am flabbergasted by it it makes zero sense there's no relation whatsoever you they you, believe you take that... a tech company right let's say you're intel and you're, you're making computer chips board members are supposed to bring relevant business experience with them to the board as they wrestle with the future of the company challenges the company faces uh progression of executives you you, you have to be in that line of work or in related lines of work or at least have some corporate experience, uh, you know, so you like an outside pair of eyes, maybe outside the industry, but you still have to be on that level. I have no idea. It's like, oh, I sleep with a guy. Oh, I sleep with a woman. It's like, please, just, we don't, not at the meeting. Nobody talk about their sex life at the meeting. Please. Well, this may be hard to believe for many of our listeners, but the crowd that's behind identity politics believes that your sexual orientation or your gender or your race means that you can be completely different from the other person who's not the same as they, those as they, yours. They made that, that they, up. They have a whole different life perspective, viewpoint. Every I know. Of course they made it maybe up. They, maybe they do in some ways. And but all it does is set people it, against each other. It's nothing relevant to business. Absolutely nothing relevant to business. Business is business. You got a, you got a product you're selling, a service you're selling, you have a corporate structure, you got stock, your stock price, blah, blah, blah. Okay. You've got to figure out how to make a profit, manage a, a, an unwieldy force of employees. Last two years have been all kinds of crazy obstacles for most companies. What your sexual orientation, what would that possibly matter? The color of your skin, your ethnicity, why would that possibly? It doesn't. They just repeat it over and over and try to make you feel guilty if you question it. All that matters is your intelligence, your experience, and how you apply whatever talents you have. And you should have talents that are relevant to that company's business. Period. And just, that's the way it worked for hundreds of years. And it worked great. So the judge who made this decision, and by the way, it was Judicial Watch that brought the lawsuit, didn't really say much. But, of course, the claim in the lawsuit is that this is a discrimination. It's, it's quotas. Kind of simple on its face. In fact, they have a 2018 law that uh, you have to have women on at least one woman on your board that may be challenged next because it's the same well, kind okay. of thing the same thing why would your pardon the crudity what would your genitals have to do with your intellectual ability to advise and run a company for years that everybody said hey you know it doesn't matter if it's a woman or a man we want everyone's a woman's just perspective a on the board so we no, know how they, to deal with issues 
what's what is a woman's perspective if you're selling computer chips? She has well, to have a she has to have a business perspective. She women has to may have, use computers differently. They may have different attitudes about computers and technology. And but they're to... they're selling chips. <laughs> well, I know you're you're citing one. Well, this is an example because there's, I could come up with a lot of examples. Most 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 of the time, companies are just selling stuff, hardware, and right. and you you yeah you want to keep track of your customer base. You you but but that knowledge is usually uh, you have farther down the chain. You have people who understand marketing, people who have done testing of the products. They know that women buy most of this product. They know that women is are the decision makers for this kind of purchasing. But board members, you got to keep the, the structure of the company running. And that you know what? There's plenty of women who could serve on a board. There's plenty of everybody who could serve on a board. It just absolutely shouldn't matter, let, let alone create quota spaces. Because for years, everybody said, well, it shouldn't just be uh, white guys. It's like, yeah, right. So if we're all the same, then we're all the same. Then why are you acting like there's special knowledge among these different categories? There isn't. You either, either know the business or you don't. You either have experience or you don't, period. Judicial Watch has already brought another lawsuit over the gender representation argument. And some legal experts I'm looking at say they'll probably have to throw that one out because the courts well, well don't like quotas. It doesn't say whether or not the state's appealing this decision. I would, I would expect they would. They were so proud of this. Well, they could. They'll lose. It's unconstitutional. You can't do that. Just just reverse reverse the, the, the race, reverse the gender, reverse the sexuality. Imagine you said it about... The, the other side. Everybody would say, oh, my God, that's wrong. That's unconstitutional. It's elite. Yeah, exactly. Right? You couldn't, you couldn't mandate that there's 12 white guys on the board, right? You couldn't mandate that and exclude everybody else. Why? Breaks the no. law, violates the Constitution. Same. Goes both ways. That's a great test in life. All right. Upon our return. El Segundo Times headline, Rick Caruso said, no one feels safe in Los Angeles. Here's what residents say. And I laughed when I read this. I said, oh, I see. So you interview a couple of dozen people and you've determined whether or not Rick Caruso's statement is right or wrong. That's how it works. Nonsense. Yeah. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken show, John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo, KFI. AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, in their never-ending daily effort to make us not know what's really going on and not understand things the way they really are. The El Segundo Times assigned four writers, four, to write a story about Rick Caruso and his comments on crime and how people feel unsafe. Jung Park, Alejandra Reyes Velarde, Julia Wick, and one of our all-time favorites, Benjamin Oreskes, got together to write a long story because during the debate, Rick Caruso, candidate for mayor, said a lot of people do not feel safe in this city. The statement was not accurate, not by a long shot. It was one of the first paragraphs in the accompanying story because they claim Caruso said we're in one of the worst crime rates in the city's history. I don't remember him saying that, but maybe he did. But anyway, that's not the point. Because again, they're dragging out 1993 statistics to prove him wrong. No, and and... In the story, Caruso properly says that comparison is ridiculous. We're talking almost 30 years, a generation. Right. A lot of people were or, not here then. Well, we're here now experiencing life. Yes. And, and, and by the way, if you're 40 years old, you don't have a conscious memory of it being worse than it is now. 
that's a pretty hefty share. So the and, times... and by the way, the numbers are bad on their own. Even if it was worse 30 years ago, these are bad numbers. We're supposed to wait till it gets to a 1992 level? No, nobody sane would do that. They'd say, okay, this has gotten far enough. We got to stop it now. And again, I point out over and over, and you don't ever see it in articles like this. We had a period not that long ago where it seemed every few months the LAPD chief and the mayor, usually Garcetti, would walk out and hold a press conference bragging about the historic low crime rates. Well, that was the result of a lot of changes to laws after the terrible period we had in the 1980s through the 1990s. That was us being able to benefit from that, but that's never mentioned. And now we've watched the laws in the last 10 years reverse. How many times have we told you about AB 109, the prisoner dumping bill? Then you have propositions 47 and 57. Then you have prosecutors like George Gascon and uh, Chesa Bowden taking over cities like San Francisco and L.A. No bail. And then what happens is this, this takes time. And it starts, you start to see the effects. And you're right. If, it, if we don't make change in five years, these will be the 1990s numbers. Maybe even and, less than and that. And so this is the last day. We're going to debate the 1990s numbers. The <laughs> L.A. Times could carry on all it wishes. It's stupid. It's absurd. And they're, if they're not smart enough to know that, then obviously they're just, they're just peddling propaganda. Well, they, 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 they don't want people in jail because they think it's disproportionately minority. That is the central issue for them. You can't put people in jail it's disproportionate minority people get that thrown is, in. And that's the idea of criminal and, justice reform. Right? And so instead of looking at if it they comes did, down too hard on one race over another. But so like everything else, it. like if so we have to pretend the crime didn't happen because yeah. we don't want to put people in prison. All that matters is, did they did they do the crime? Was it proven? That's the end of the discussion. Did they do it? And was it proven? I, I, so, I, I, I don't know how you have any other criteria. What they did for this story is these reporters fanned out uh, into L.A. neighborhoods. Oh, John, look at that. Brentwood, Baldwin Hill, San Pedro, Beverly Grove, Eagle Rock. They talked to people, and I love the way they put it. But what they found was a nuanced picture emerged that ran counter to Caruso's rhetoric. And actually, when you read all the people's quotes, it is a mixture. You want to call that nuanced. Some of them don't feel that safe. Some of them look like they have to look over their shoulders. Others think, oh, it's just the media. It's exaggeration. It's a few high-profile killings, and I don't feel I don't feel unsafe in my neighborhood. But it really is a mixed picture. Well, it always they... is, though. You can do that on any issue. Well, yeah, because if you interview 12 people, yeah, you're probably going to get nine <laughs> or ten different opinions. You, you, know, you know what's funny? Is the one issue that has almost unanimous agreement is homelessness. And the L.A. Times is constantly trying to sell everyone, oh, it's not that bad. Well, yeah, I don't know if they're trying to sell us that. They're trying to sell us that we just need more housing. They ignore the fact that we have mental illness and alcoholism and all sorts of problems on the street. Just build more housing, right? And we can't do that. We don't have the space or the money to build these people. That, well, I, I'm sorry, I'll take that back. Permanent housing. Yeah, well, generally when people complain about a homeless development in their neighborhood, the LA Times says, well, this is nimbyism. Like you're not, you're not supposed to be concerned about something like this. You're supposed to absorb it as part of the uh, existence of living in a city. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Caruso's quotes are in here. 
Um, he said, that's right. Comparing crime levels to the 1990s is a ridiculous basis to judge safety. Crime and safety is a very personal feeling. It's how somebody takes and assimilates information. And he's right. And we are going through a period now where people do feel less safe. All right. So the, the Times is arguing with the crime rates. Don't back that up. But you know what? Compared to five, 10 years ago, an uptick in crime is going to be noticed by people. The crime is up a lot in the last few years. It's up. It's it's up. It's up big percentages. No, no but nobody remembers what 1993 was like. It is totally irrelevant. What happens is we had a certain kind of life here uh, in 2014 in Los Angeles, and then Prop 47 hit, and then the homeless started piling up on the streets, and then they started. 47 took effect. And people weren't being put in jail anymore. And Prop 57 means people are going to get let out of jail. And then they got rid of bail. And like you said before, one thing piled up on top of another. And over time, there's been more and more and more increases in crime simply because the bad guys are allowed to run free. Whereas maybe seven or eight years ago, they were locked up. We've, they've let out tens of thousands of prisoners from the state prison system. I think it's something like 60,000 prisoners have been let out. What do you think those people are doing? Would they open accounting firms? They found one man who lives in Pico Robertson, Teron Burgundy. The whole crime thing for me is just a normal politician move. Show me something different. I don't know what that means. Oh, he thinks it's... And again, you see it in this article, if you read between the lines, that people who run for office often, it's the politics of fear. Politicians always like to then, use something come, to drive you to the vote for them, and that is to make you feel afraid. How come nobody ran on this uh, 10 years ago or 15 or 20 years ago? That's correct, because the crime rates were low. You know, you know, you know what's It was an amazing turnaround here, here, in, the, in the mid-2000s. Here's how it works with people who lie in the media. In 1993-94, when the Three Strikes Movement past uh la times was totally against it and it, it the crime was at record levels but it didn't matter you you can't start putting people in prison and, and and they would dredge up one oddball case like a guy who stole a slice of pizza for his third strike and got put away remember yeah, the, and the remember? cookie thief and the cookie thief it was the guy so that broke in then, and stole a piece then, of cookie or... then it became distorting it it's like oh we're only putting pizza, pizza thieves away for yeah, but... for decades which was false, but that's what the LA Times was selling. But let's not forget what the real fight was back then. It wasn't just sending people to prison. It was making sure they stayed there longer. That's what Three Strikes was about. These were the worst of the worst guys, and they were getting released too quickly. That's why we're cycling back in. Prop 57 wants to release tens of thousands well, of inmates before their time okay. is due because we don't like them in prison. Well, we're, we're headed right back to the same problem we had before Three Strikes. Well, how the cycle works is, first they deny that the terrible crime rates are, are worthy of something like three strikes. Then the crime rates go way down because of three strikes. And then they say, well, the crime rates are way down. There's no need for three strikes anymore. So they get rid of those kinds of laws. And then it goes, starts going way up again. And then they say, well, it's not as bad as 93. Well, in 93, you never wanted the harsh laws, which drove the uh, rates down. You know, they, it's it, it. They're always on the wrong side, and the the side is always don't put people away, and that's the only thing you can do is put them away. There is no other option. Don't you think by now they've tried it? 
In the last 50 years, don't you think they've tried every other option other than simply locking them up? Of course they've had. They've tried education, and they've tried early intervention, and they've tried rehab, and they've tried this and that, and it's all failed. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobelt and Ken Shampoo. It's KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, we'll go to Sacramento after 3 o'clock for a report on the mass shooting that occurred early Sunday morning. It was like 2 a.m. late Saturday night, and uh, six people dead, 12 wounded. They have made an arrest. That was just announced a couple of hours ago. A 26-year-old man has been arrested. Other other gunmen, what happened? And, of course, the usual fallout from a shooting story like this. California with some of the strictest gun control laws in the country. Apparently, that's yeah. not enough for the crowd that thinks it's all about the guns. The, the it's not about the people that shoot the guns. All these policies don't work. And, and they keep asking for more of these same policies. Well, that's right. So if they continue to go down the path of nobody goes to prison because it's disproportionate by race or whatever, there's just going to be more shootings. You, you just because you're you're keeping dangerous people out there. What do you you're think? Going to make these decisions arbitrarily based on quotas. And if, any anybody with a brain in their head knows that's going to happen. If if you keep criminals in prison, they can't hurt you. If you keep them outside, they will hurt you. That was the common sense after three strikes that prevailed. And that, by the way, wasn't the only tougher prison sentencing law that passed in the '90s. But that's the one that gets the most attention, and that certainly was a big factor for what we saw the next 10 or 15 years. And now we're watching ourselves. I remember saying that on the air back oh, in yeah. the 90s on this show, that this thing cycle, and I know we're going to cycle back someday. And they use the excuse, well, the rates are really low now. Yes, because we had the tough laws. That's how you get low rates. It's the only way you get low rates. We gave, we, You tried it your way. What, what happened? That's, that's what's great about this period. As awful as it is, these progressives had their way. We've done it 100% the way they wanted it, and it's one failure after another, one disaster after another. We can now say for sure that this progressive way does not work. Complete failure. And anybody who sticks up for this is just an idiot, a pandering, propagandizing idiot. All right. I love these stories. Whenever we run into them, it's been a while, uh, and I think I really did it one time before. But now we go to Europe. Apparently, there is a German man who um, had, himself vaccinate, had himself vaccinated against COVID-19 perhaps as many as 90 times so he could sell the vaccine cards to make money. 60 years old, which is not young to be taking a lot of vaccines. He comes from the eastern German city of Magdeburg. Name not released because Germany has privacy rules, but he is said to have received up to 90 shots against COVID-19 at vaccination centers in the eastern state of Saxony for months until police finally caught up with him. And I was thinking, what kind of shape is he in? Um, <clears throat> he was caught at a vaccination center where he showed up for a COVID-19 shot for the second day in a row. So I guess somebody recognized him. Or <laughs> well, Police confiscated several blank vaccination cards from him and started criminal proceedings. So what he does is he gets the shot, he gets the vaccination card, but I guess I guess they give it to you blank. I thought they make you fill it out with your name. I don't know what they do in Germany, but when I had mine, it was already filled out with my name and stuff. So I couldn't pass it on to another person with my same name because it wouldn't work for his, their ID. Uh, it wasn't immediately clear what impact 
the COVID-19 vaccines have on him. They were different brands. But clearly, if he was still walking in and getting a shot a couple of days ago, and it could have been his 90th, he's well, you end up with a, no a, worse for the wear. You end up with a lot of antibodies. I don't know. What would antibodies do to you? And, okay. I mean, and eventually it fades well, away. Wasn't that a problem if the antibodies, they over, like your your system, your immune system can be overwhelmed if they overreact? Isn't that been a... Well, I don't know. That's why, I, unless we find out what happened to this guy. Yeah. Well, uh, meanwhile, and I thought this story would come out, and apparently today's the day, a growing number of experts are saying the fourth dose, not needed. In fact, they're saying that the FDA bypassed its own advisors and just said yes to Americans 50 and over getting a damn fourth shot. While cases continue to shrink, there really seems to be no need for this. And it makes you believe that, and I hate to go down this conspiracy rabbit hole, but I don't know, the pharmaceuticals and the politicians and the government agencies, how close are they that they're pushing this oh, stuff? Well, they, they, well no, that is, that is a real thing. I mean, yeah. you know, after, uh, after I watched that... Uh, miniseries on uh, Hulu about um, the Oxycontin. Dope sick. Dope sick, yeah. And you saw that one of the head guys at the FDA went to work for the uh, for the Sackler family for Purdue Pharmaceuticals after he gave um, he, he put he put uh, like like bad advice on the label right. saying that Taking these uh, opioids is not addictive. You know, he, he he basically lied in the instructions on how to take it. That you don't worry, you're not going to get addicted. Is what basically what it said. And then it turned out everybody got addicted. And then he jumped ship, left the FDA, and uh, joined Produce Pharmaceuticals and was getting paid four hundred thousand dollars a year. And since then, Purdue has killed hundreds of thousands of people. And have had to pay billions and billions of dollars in, in settlements and fines. So, I, yeah, I, I think, I think uh, Pfizer, you know, they made a lot of money last year. Of course they want to keep the ball rolling. They got, they got uh, stock price. They got stockholders. And yet, did I see another headline today that there's still a lot of people in the world who haven't even gotten their first vaccine shot? Well, take it to them then. Oh, and what's the, what is the problem? Donate it, Pfizer. Oh. I don't understand. Wouldn't wouldn't an airplane take care of a lot of that problem? I I don't understand the the, the I did I don't know what the barrier is. I, I remember we did a story like two weeks ago that there were a huge stockpile of shots that were running out. They're running up against their expiration date. But get them to a part of the world where I, they don't have any vaccines and people want the shots. I mean, there's no there's no excuse for this other than I imagine you have the same corrupt, incompetent government. And governments who don't care about their own people. Doesn't I, Biden have a vaccine czar that can handle this? Or uh, I think Kamala Harris is in charge of it. Uh, one of the experts I'm reading in the story says, really, people over 50, I could see maybe some people over 65. You have a lot of underlying health conditions. Maybe you want to get the fourth dose, but really over 50? Uh, that seemed to be another exaggeration. The, with this. The, 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 typical, the typical person who died was 80 years old, and they had four comorbidities. Four. Yeah. 80. That was your typical victim. So I, you know, basically it was the nursing home crowd. And every single person who died who was in a nursing home would have been dead now anyway. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, but you're not, you're not going to see that news story on TV. You're not going to see that article in the paper. 
What, what was the excess deaths? How many of these people were going to live more than a few months anyway? Because I remember in the in the early months, more than half the deaths were in the nursing homes because right. we had government policies that intentionally spread the virus through the nursing homes. Barbara Furrer had one of those policies. I mean, I, I mean, Andrew Cuomo got a lot of crap for it. I don't know why Barbara Ferrer didn't. She had the same deadly policy. All right. When we return, we'll take a closer look at this, this story out of Sacramento from the weekend. There was a mass shooting, 2 in the morning yesterday, Sunday morning. Six people killed, 12 other people hit by gunfire. It broke out following some sort of a large fight in downtown Sacramento. We'll get a report from Sacramento next. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.